Okay, good morning. Vishus Rabbi Kron. So we are on Lamed Zion Amid Bays on the very top. So what we were just talking about was that um, there was these situations of of um, special genealogical, I don't know if that's a word, but in special like categories of people that are, they might be Mamzerim, they might be these other things where when it's a suffix, there was this opinion that basically said, unless they're vada, unless they're definitive of that category of that class, they're not allowed to marry each other. But um, Rabbi Lezer and Yaakov treats all of these situations like vada. It's like he was always a type of guy that was like not 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 someone that pursued suffix, but he would always pursue vadais. So the Gemara is the Gemara is going to be a continuation of discussion around this, um, as well as get into some fairly complex suffix type of discussions, which we'll hopefully work our way through. So starting from the very top of Lama Zayin Ahmed Bey's um, very first line. Amar Abaye, how do I know that the Chosveikel or Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov vaday meshavile? That every type of suffix, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov treats like a vaday. So back to what we said earlier about the case of the Mamzerim. The Tanya, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, Omer, Hare Shabbat al Nashimarbi. We started this a little bit yesterday. Someone who had relations with many women. He doesn't know with which of them he actually had relations. So he was. In a group, he had relations with some of them, not necessarily with all of them. He doesn't know with which he did and with which he didn't. V'chein, he, similarly, if there's a woman, who had relations with many men, and she doesn't know which one of them is the father of her children. Um, you have this situation where you don't know who, you know, you have this whole group of random people. You don't know who is a descendant of who. And therefore, you have situations where a father can marry a daughter, or a brother and sister can get together because they don't really know who their real parents are. And the whole world will be filled with mamzerim. Because of this, it's said that the land will be full of, of zima. And the, the note here, the specific point here is that Rabbi Lezer says, Rabbi Zemanyakov says that the world will be filled with Mamzerim. He specifically calls them Mamzerim. He doesn't say Suffolk Mamzerim. Because it's not the, you know, so we said it's a situation where it's not known which of them, which of them the, either the man had relations with or the woman had relations with. And therefore it's not known necessarily who the parents are. So you might say, all right, there's a Suffolk, then their children are Mamzerim. But he says, no, they're specifically, they're, the world will be full of Mamzerim. Um, so based on that, Abaye is trying to prove that everything Rav Lezer ben Yaakov treated, he treated it all as a vaday. Um, but Rav Amar, Rav responds, Rav said, Hachikamar, this is what the word zima means. When he says, Malar zima, it means zima means zumahi. What is it, What is this? Meaning that he's he's not saying necessarily that they're vaday mzerim, but it's saying that everything is so messed up that it's hard to figure out what's what. Um, Yeser al-Khan, Amar Rav Lezer ben Yaakov, another, another scenario. Um, that Rabbi Lezer says, Lo yisa adam isha v'mdina zo, v'yelch v'yisa isha v'mdina acheres. That's um, a part that a man who shouldn't marry a person in one area, and though and all and then go get married to another person in another area. That even though halachically it's legal for a man to marry multiple women, even if they're you know one lives in Europe and one lives in Australia. 
Um, but because, you know, at least back in those times, no one would know, you know, they would have these two distinct families. Shema Maybe the children of these two marriages who will be unaware of the fact that they share a father would someday be paired with each other. It'll happen that a brother might actually marry his sister because it's unknown, the relationship. Any the Gemara is going to challenge this. When Rav would come to the city of Dardashir, which was wherever it was, was an area that he would go to frequently, he would announce, Man Who wants to be married to me for today? Um, and you know, this is kind of a, a difficult thing to understand, but um, basically it was, I guess, in order to counter his Yetzirah, to not have to worry about being influenced by any of the women that were there, he would marry people there so that he would have a designated wife, you know, whatever that means. From Nachman, ki man Rav Nachman would do the similar thing. When we would go to the city of Shech Naziv, he would announce, who can marry me for the day? So what this implies is that they would go to these other areas and they would, you know, get married in theory for, despite what the Gemara says. Um, the, the answer is, shiny Rabbanan de Fkiya Shemayu. It's different because these Rabbanan are famous. Because they're famous, everyone's going to know that if they're a descendant of, you know, they're a descendant of um, Rav Nachman, everyone would know that they're the descendant of Rav Nachman, and they would know that they're a descendant of Rav Nachman. So their yichas would be very clear. So you wouldn't have the situation of worrying about the fact that one is in one region and one is in another. Vahama Rabbah, but, you know, this whole thing seems questionable. Vahama Rabbah, Tivayu Linasev Inispaisu, um, if a there's a, there's this there's this principle that if a man proposes to a woman that they're supposed to get married, she's supposed to have shivanakiyim seven clean days before they actually consummate the marriage. And Rashi, I believe, says is that because of the excitement of of um, of her getting engaged to this person, it might cause her to become a nida. So because of that, there was a, they designated a requirement that there had to be seven days, you know, shivanakiyim before they were able to have relations. Um, so how could Rava or you know these Rabbanan say show up on a day and say who wants to marry me today? Our answer is They would send their a shaliach ahead of time. They would send their shaliach more than a week ahead of time to locate these women so that they'd be available for the day that they arrive. So that they know that they're arriving on February seventh. They would send someone ahead of time and say who who's available on February seventh to be married to these Rabbanan. Um, another answer be by Isaima. Rabbanan, in the case of these Rabbanan, it wasn't really that they were going to have um, relations with these women. It was more that they wanted to have, you know, kind of women that would keep them company. And by virtue of having these women that would keep them company, they wouldn't be tempted to to sin with any of the local women. So it really wasn't a consummated marriage. It was more to have like someone there that was kind of be there their you know wife of the day, even though they weren't really going to consummate the marriage. The Amar That the analogy is is that someone who has you know knows that they have you know bread in their basket at home isn't so hungry as someone who doesn't know they have bread in their basket at home. So by virtue of knowing that they have this you know wife of sorts, they're not going to be tempted to 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 stray in any other way. Um, so another thing that Rabbi Yehazim Yaakov said, Tana Rabbi he taught Rabbi Yehazim Yaakov Omer, 
Well, a man should not marry a wife and have in mind to divorce her. It says, you know, don't don't think evilly about someone else when they're together with you. So I guess this is just an additional principle um, that, that 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 shouldn't happen. So now we're going to talk about um, a number of cases of suffolk. And again, this suffolk will come down to whether, you know, go back to what we were talking about earlier, where you had, you know, a man died, um, the, the, the wife remarried to his brother, and the wife becomes pregnant, and it's unclear if that child is a child of the first husband or it's a child of the second husband. And this is what we referred to earlier as the nine-month baby or the seven-month baby, right? So the, there's, you know, the, 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 man, the man died. Two months later, the, the brother did Yibam with, the, with the, his sister-in-law, and a baby was born seven months later. So that's either a nine-month baby who's really the child of the original husband, or a seven-month baby who's a child of the brother who was who did Yibam. So that that we talked about that earlier. So now we're going to talk about a whole, whole series, you know, three or four questions. I think four questions of Yerusha, where in these these types of situations. So the first case, Suffik v'yavam misna. So the Suffik um, and the Yavam. So the Suffik in this case refers to. Um, this child, right? So the child and the Yavam, the Yavam himself, come to claim the um, estate of the brother who died. So again, you have the brother Ruvain, he died, his brother Shimon got married, and they had a baby named Levi, right? So Shimon and Levi are now dealing with the estate of Ruvain. So the Suffolk Amr, the child can say, Anna bar mistahu. I am the son, his son, and therefore benichsedidehu. And in this state, therefore belongs to me. I'm his direct heir of Ruvain, therefore the estate belongs to me. The Yavamamar and the Yavam says, At brai didayat. You are my son. You're not his son. You're my son. Vleslach And therefore you have no claim at all to his estate. I am the next of kin of that of Ruvain. I am the brother. Therefore, the estate comes to me. Um, so, so in that case, you have this, this doubt, because both claims have equal weight, um, that normally you would say that, you know, that one of them has to provide a raya to the other one. But in this case, neither of them could really provide a raya. One of the first one says, I'm the son of Reuven. And the other one says, no, you're my son. I'm the brother of Reuven. Therefore, they kind of have equal weight. And because this money is in a doubtful situation, you have no choice but to kind of split it up between the two of them. So that's case number one. Case number two. So the Suffolk child and his his and the next child of the Yavam. So again, Shimon. Is so Levi is the child of either Shimon or Ruvain, and then Shimon has another son named Yehuda. So there's now you have Levi and Yehuda are talking about the this estate, the same estate of the um, the of Ruvain, I believe, right of the of the initial father. So the Suffolk Amar, um, the Suffolk Amar says Ahugavra, meaning I am. The son of the bar, Gavra Bar Mistahu. I am the son of the one who died. I am the son of Ruvain. 
and the estate therefore belongs to me. You know, he makes the same claim again. He says, I am the son of Ruvain. Therefore, the estate is completely mine. B'nei Yavon Amri, but um, Yehuda, who's the, the son of the of the Yavam, says, um, At Achino At. No, you're just our brother. You are really the same. You're the same as us. You are also a son of Shimon, just like I am a son of Shimon. Um, and therefore, you only have a share of what we would stand to inherit, because we would will inherit if our father dies, we're therefore become the next kin. Therefore, you would only inherit what we're destined to inherit. So the, um, the Rabbanon who studied this in the front of Rabbi Sharshe thought that you would say, that it's, it's the same, you could Basis on something we learned in our Mishnah, the Tanan, we learned, who Eino Yorish Osam. He, in the Mishnah, I think, is talking about, um, actually, this is a Mishnah later on. So the Mishnah there talks about a case, and it says it in the Art Scroll Note 20, where a woman was widowed or divorced from her first husband, got married afterwards, and had a child that was either the seven or the nine. So because there's multiple sons involved, it's a question of who's who. So who eno yorish asam? So though vehem yorishin also. So he who is a suffake, because you don't know whether he belongs to A or B, he does not inherit either one of them. Vehem yorishin also. But they, the other sons, at a minimum, inherit from the um, from the yavam. Vahafla ipcha. And here, in this case, what we're talking about here. Um, it's kind of the, the, the positions are in, are in reverse. Hasan Amrile, I say Ra'ayushko. Back in that Mishnah that we're going to learn, you know, in, in 70, 60 days when we get to the Daf 100, 60 weeks, I should say, we get to Daf 100, is going to talk about Hasan Amrile, I say Ra'ayushko. In that Mishnah, they say, bring a proof that you are our brother. You know, they say, you're, you know, you don't belong with us, you belong to the, to the, to Ruvain. They're, they're basically inheriting from Shimon. They say, you belong to Reuven, you don't belong to Shimon, so you have no share with us. So they say, bring proof that you're our brother, and then you can come and take, which is impossible to do. But in our case, Hachar Amalahu, I say, Rai Here they, he says the opposite to them. Prove, to the, prove that you are my brothers, and that will allow you to claim with me as well. Right? So they, he basically says the reverse. Um, and, you know, the notes kind of clarify this. In our case, the, the suffix is the definite heir of the deceased brother's estate. He's definitely connected in one form or another. If he's the son of the deceased brother, if he's the son of the Ruvain, then he is the sole heir. If he is the son of the Yavam, right, then he is the then he is one of the nephews and he is heir to that estate. So he definitely has a claim one way or the other. The Yavams, the other boy, the other children, only have one link, one possibility that they have a share if if, um, as opposed to the other brother, which has two links that he's a share. Um, <laughs> but if, if something um, involving the suffix and the sons is similar to the, to the Mishnah there, Damia, it is this case that is similar to what it says there. Um, where the suffix child, um, or Levi, and the other sons come to take the share of the estate of the Yavam himself, of Shimon, not of Aruvain. 
For in that case, the son of the Yavam says to the other brothers, or the other sons of Levi, um, bring proof that you are our brother, and then we'll be able to share together. So again, this case is where the, this, the um, Levi has um, a, a link to both sides. He has a link, he has a suffix link to both sides. He either connects to the original brother Ruvain, or he connects to Shimon, while the other brothers at most only connect to Shimon, or only connect to Shimon, and therefore they have a suffix if they have any connection at all to Ruvain. So that's the third case. I know it's a little confusing. Um, case number four. Suffolk uvne yavam shabalu chalek benichse yavam. So you have the suffolk child and the other children of the yavam that come to take um, their share of the estate of the yavam himself, of, of um, Shimon. Levasar de palak yavam benichse mitzam. But this happens after the yavam has already taken a portion of the estate of the deceased brother. And here again, you have to. You have to know that there's, you know, Rashi sort of explains it, but um, they already determined because, you know, if you go back to like the very first case, right, the very first case we talked about where we said there was a debate between the Suffolk and the um, the Yavam himself about who's entitled to the property of Ruvain, right? And we ended off there by saying they have to split it because of the Suffolk. So here we're saying that that split has already occurred. So they already had to deal with Ruvain's property. And now they agreed to split it between Shimon and Levi had to split it because it was unclear. So that split has already happened. Um, B'nai Yavan Amri, therefore the, uh, the sons of the Yavam say, I say bring us proof that you are our brother and only then can you take a portion. So now what happens is they're trying to figure out how are they going to divide up what belongs to Shimon, right? Um, the Ruvain stuff was already split equally between Shimon and Levi. Now Shimon dies. Now you got to figure out what happens between Levi and Yehuda. So Yehuda says, prove that you're our brother, and only then will you be able to share what Shimon has. Um, the Suffolk, Armelu Suffolk, my nafshaychu, um, however you want to deal with this, I have a share with you. E achuchna ana if I'm your brother, then I have a right to a share with you. And if I'm the son of the first one, right, if I'm the son of Ruvain, you need to give me back the share of the estate that belonged to, that Shimon took from Ruvain. So remember, Ruvain had $100. Ruvain split $50, went to Shimon, $50 went to Levi. Now Shimon has $100, 50 of which that he got from Ruvain, 50 of his own. Yehuda, say, Yehuda says to Levi, you know, prove to me you're, you're a brother, otherwise the whole hundred comes to me. And Levi says to Yehuda, no, wait a minute. Either way you want to slice it, I'm entitled. Either I'm your brother, in which case I'm entitled to half of this $100, or if I am really Ruvain's son, then the $50 that Shimon took should really come back to me. So either way, I'm entitled to half of what Shimon had. Um, Rav Ava Amarav, Rav Ava said in the name of Rav, Kamdine, the original ruling stands. What does that mean? Um, that since the estate had already been dis been split, that case isn't opened up again. So we don't worry about re, re having to give back the piece of the estate that belonged to Ruvain. Rav Yirmiya Amar. Hadardine, the original judgment is reversed. Either way, 
It's kind of a machokas of how you reconcile this. So the Gemara proposes, Lishna beplugde the Admon Rabbanakam Nifluge. Shall we say this is the same as a different different machokas tanaim between Admon and the Rabbanan? The Tanan, this is a completely different case. Um, I think this comes from Ksubos. Someone who traveled abroad. Um, you have a guy who owns a field, and this field happens to be surrounded by other fields. However, there's a path that to get to his field that he has right of, I forgot the term for it, right of encumbrance? Arnon, is that what it's called? Something like that. It's like he has the right to travel. Um, Jonathan, you're the lawyer here. Rights of encumbrance. Right? I think he has the right to go down the path, right? Whatever it's called. He has the right to the path to get to... Easement, that's it. He has the right... There you go. Baruch Hashem, you're here. Um, he has easement. He has the right to this path to get to his field, right? But he goes away, and he doesn't remember where that path is. Um, and and I, get, and I think it's clarified that over time, that this these all these other fields... So there's fields all around his. He doesn't remember. He doesn't have a note about where he had the easement. So therefore, it's unclear how he's going to get to his field, right? Adman Omar, Adman says, Yelech Biksara, he's allowed to go through whatever the shortest route is to, um, to, to the field itself, right? So he's allowed to, he could force the people that have the properties around him to say, give me at a minimum whatever's the shortest field. The Chachamim says, Yikach Derap and Mayamana. No, he has to pay a lot of money. He's got to pay them whatever they want. Oh, Yifrach Ba'avir, he's got to figure out a way to fly into his own field. So he has no right to make a claim to insist on the field. All he could do is say, either pay a lot of money or, you know, figure it out. The Havinan Ba, um, this, this Mishnah Rabbanan is difficult. Shaper Kamar Amen. But Admon argues as well. He makes an argument that it says that um, it's, a, it's a question about how does he really have a claim to access this field, right? Because if he doesn't have, he doesn't know what it is, why should the, um, why should he have the right to, to claim and get this, this area without having to pay for it? What are we talking about? What happened is, is that four different people own the land on four different sides of his, right? So it's, so each, so what happens is, is you have his land is in the middle, there are fields all around it. It's not like there's one owner that owns the fields. There are four different owners. Um, and each of them can say, it's not my problem. You figure it out with everybody else. Um, so why would Admon say otherwise, right? Why would he say that each owner can say, you know what, it's not my problem how you get to your own field. You know, if it would be one owner, then the one owner might have a responsibility to give him access. In the case of there were there four owners currently um, who now got the property from four previous owners. So in other words, the four properties were originally owned by, the, so the, the, the land was originally sounded, surrounded by four properties or owned by four people, and those four people sold it to four different people. Or alternatively, or you have four people now who bought it from one previous owner. Every one of them agree that the owners in all of these cases are able to push him off by saying, you know, it's not my issue that you are unable to get to your field because I'm not the only one with the, that will give you access. 
um, go to somebody else. Either be, either it's you know four people that bought it from one person, or four people that bought it from four people. In either case, there's no clear definition of who should give him the right. What are they disagreeing? They're talking about we well, have one owner um, who has who bought it from four previous owners, right? So you had four people who owned the land around the property, and now it was all bought by one person. So now one person owns all of the property around this field. Adman Savar, Avnon holds that. Matsi Amrali, the owner of the fields, can now claim to him, In any case, the, the path to my field somehow belongs to you. You own these four fields. One way or another, you got to figure out a path that's to me because I'm entitled to a path. Rabbanan Savre and the Rabbanan say, the owner of the fields can say to him, if you keep quiet, if you pay what you want to pay, if you pay a good price, then I'll let you buy the field. And if not, then what I'll do is I'll go back to the original owners. I'll return the field to the four original owners and let you go fight with them. And it will be in the same situation that each of the four of them will say, you know what, it's not my problem, go to the other guy. Lema Rabba Rabbi Ava the Amar Kirabanan. So now should we say the Rav Ava says that it's according to Rabbanan? Rav Yirmeya the Arman Kaadmon. So should we say back in you know the case about what we're saying here um, should be in the same case? So the Gemara doesn't like this. Amalach Rabbi Ava Anand Armi Afilu Kaadmon. I said that my ruling follows even what Admon says. And remember, Admon said. Let's just remind ourselves. Admon was the one that says he can go with the, whatever the shortest route is, like he could make a claim. Adkan lo lo kamar Admon hasam. So far, Admon has not said He has he is able to say to the owner, no matter what you're able to do, um, no matter how you figure it out, you got to figure it out and give me my property. Um, but, um, but so I'm turning to to Laman Ches. I have one path to my field somewhere here. But here it's unclear about what type of dispute this is and how he's supposed to figure this out. So coming back to what we said, you know, this, this somehow is a connection to our case um, because again, it's, he can say either way, one way or the other, uh, part of the Yerusha belongs to us. Rabbi Yirmi would say to him, you know, he, the, 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 the dispute for this is where he's able to say, you know what, if you don't want to give me to pay me off, then I'll just undo the transactions. The transactions will go back to the four original owners, and then you'll have no rights. And you have no claim against them. Um, but here, so going back to our case of Yibam, where he says, he basically said, if you want to say that I'm the father, that I'm your brother, then I'm entitled to my half. If you want to say that I'm the father, that I, the child of the father, then give me his half. Right? You don't have the same ability here. Like in the case of the fields, they can say, you know what, I'll undo the, the, the whole event. I'll undo the purchase of the four fields. Therefore, you'll have to deal with these four owners and you're out of luck. Um, when it comes to this case, you, they, they, there's no he, he doesn't have that ability. He can't say, I'll go back to being the father of the son, uh, or the son of the father. I'll go back to being your brother. He, he is where he is, so therefore it's still a suffix. So with this, we'll pause, and 
Next week we'll continue Emir Hashem with Rabbi Kron, who I'm sure will do a much better job taking us through this. Um, everyone should have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Gary.